Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Human Dads. Jason here, <sighs> breathing into the mic real hard. How we doing? <sighs> hey, Jace, did you get on Twitter today? Yeah, I got on Twitter today. Did you see? Did you see uh, Brad tweeting about the Rangers? Oh my God! I'm so glad you brought this up. This he is such a scumbag. He is such a dirtbag. He the biggest sports dirtbag in the history of the world. I'm so hasn't sick. I word one to say about our beloved baseball team since t- like 2017, and then Jacob Degrom gets officially hurt for real on paper, and he's got takes. Dude, he you know what he is. He is a vulture. He circles around waiting for something bad to happen, hey. and then he swoops on in. Yeah, he's here. He's here to tear down your favorite team who are off of their best start in franchise history just because the guys won like 15 games in like four years. That doesn't matter. There's no salary. There is no salary cap. In there four is years, no he's had sa- it combined. It, there and by the way, it wasn't even factually. It wasn't even factually. Combined like maybe 220 innings over four years, and now everybody wants to be like, "I'm gutted. I'm. This is just this kind of news today." And then he, Rylan, I almost, ta- I almost tagged you, but I knew you'd see it, and I did. I, I don't want to listen to him, but it was so snarky. It was so the man is crying to beat listen, writers. It, to be that, clear. To be clear. Oh, is he crying to beat writers? Yeah, he, he, he seriously was. He, I saw it. Are you beat I, I writer make reply guy very, Can I make this very... No, no. De, DeGrom, DeGrom was so emotional oh, DeGrom over the fact that he, that he got hurt. He was he was in tears. And here swoops Vulture Brad with his, first of all, inaccurate statement. The Mets went after DeGrom. The Mets offered him like $100 million. How much did the... Rangers okay. offer. I don't it like doesn't matter. There's million. no salary cap. You guys need to table this discussion and go find the, the video that I just saw right now live on TV of Jason Robertson throwing out the first pitch today. I, I did see that. He looks like a high school girl on a Make-A-Wish. Just All to right. be clear, I, I don't have anything against Jacob DeGrom. I, didn't, I never thought it was a bad idea. I think it's definitely one of those like you got to break some eggs to scramble some food situations. Like if if you're trying to get your name out there, you're trying to try to build some buzz and everything, then you got to go get a big name. And despite what his track record says over the last half decade, he still does have a big name. And so I get why they did it. I was more looking at the the reaction that anybody would feign anything other than. Well, it looks like mud after it rained all night. Like, that's 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 all this is. Is the the ground is yeah, muddy if, after it rained? But if all, but if you're just gonna if if you're just gonna react to other people's basic emotions on Twitter, then 
then what are you even doing? Because and it's people, it's specifically what, baseball people too, because it's not like you even got to know the dude to where you were like, oh, he's such a good guy. I can nipple tweak about what a good ranger we have here. Like it's not even that level of it. Listen, and to everybody him. still listen. is. Oh, oh my, you know what? Oh, if you'd had if you'd had one thing to say about baseball since we started right. this podcast in the, even, in the past I five would, years i would allow this but jason and i have been out here on this wall waiting for our team to get better patiently while you're That's over here rich. going Hold while on. you're over here your going, accusation to me is accurate but the idea that you two were over here and like baseball dude, guys we were but we we bullshit. we used to hang we used to hang out at t- tailgates for an opening day yeah, i've had a decade ago notch, you guys i've had nachos to, you guys I've, used to elephant walk over we had nacho down the third baseline yeah i get it He's a jealous. decade ago <laughs> no, I got, that doesn't matter once a baseball bro always a baseball bro try it dude we stayed we stayed right up on hey, top of that. Let me let me ask you real quick. What uh what channel do you watch the Rangers on every night? I watch them on Valley. No, twenty seven. I said Jace. <laughs> what what channel are you watching the Rangers on every night? Hey, I'm watching the Rangers right now on the uh Swiss VPN. Oh no! I just yeah. I just yeah, cut him on off. your Russian proxy VPN. <laughs> no, I'm wa- I'm watching them. I believe you're watching them. I went to the game on Sunday. In fact, I saw Took the, the family. Took the fam. Had a good. Time. I have plans to go to a game. I have plans that I'm going to go to Listen that game. To this guy, he's gonna be a he's fan. Making plans. <laughs> <laughs> Look, human dance. Human Robertson taking BP looked a lot better than throwing. I will say that. Human He's a hockey player. What do you want from Human Dance? Human Human Dance. Human Dance. Human Dance. Podcast. Human Dance. Podcast. Human Dance. Podcast. Human Human Dance. Get up off your ass. Human Dance. Podcast. Human Dance. Podcast. Human Dance. Podcast. Human Dance. Get up off your ass. Oh your mom. 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 By the way, these Apple ear buds are the worst sound. Have the worst sound ever. Get up off your ass for the Human Dance Podcast. Really, I like, I have them in my ears like 40% of the time I'm awake. And uh, so far, so good for the last two years or so. Hold on, we got to make a distinction there. Ear, AirPods or Apple ear buds? What? What are they? These are AirPods. The wireless ones, they're yeah. AirPods. Y'all both That's got the I Bluetooths. Have. We got the Bluetooths. Yeah. I got have the, the regular. Me too. I got the pros because we're well, ballers like that. We are, and I will say this: when it's connected to my phone, music sounds great. But when I'm doing the the podcast, oh, it sounds like trash compared to my normal headphones I'm wearing. Yeah, like you guys sound so much worse. Oh, fuck you. Well, Brad just sounds Brad just sounds bad because he's having a busy week, and I just want the listenership to know that hey, we're bro. we're gonna take we're gonna take this burden hey, off of Brad today. Bro. He doesn't have to produce. Yeah. No, I'm yep. just saying you're busy, man. You're okay. undertaking a difficult endeavor, and so you don't have to produce. 
You don't have to do anything. All you we, have to do is sit, sit back and contemplate all the ways in which you don't like Jerry Jones and read off your notes, and we're going to carry this thing for you, man. He's got two Colshas already at the ready. He no, showed I them to a, us a minute ago. I got a Sierra Summerlager. already had a Colch, and then I poured myself a St. Arnold Summer Pills just now. So shout out to Houston's finest. I'm wine dadding it tonight, I as you guys that. can Look see. Look at you. Courtney opened we were, up a bottle of wine, so I'm going for that. We, we were all ready to podcast tonight, as we normally do on podcast night. One of us will send a text and say, hey, guys, we're, you know, Everybody what's the plan good? for tonight? Everybody ready? Uh, what time? And, really like, nobody noticed it was weird that we got all the way to five after seven and, and Brad didn't send a text. So I, I decided to send the text and, hey, guys, what's the plan for tonight? Ready to go? I was all excited. Um, I thought we were doing it Wednesday, guys. Now, let me ask you a question. I have to cross myself off the list here because I already admitted that I was the one that sent the text. Rylan, was it you that wasn't sure which day we were going to podcast this week? No, sir. I had it in the calendar. You know, we've discussed yep. this revolutionary new app that I got called Calendar, and it was in there. Something mm -hmm. happened on an update. I got signed out of my calendar app. I haven't signed into that thing in a decade. No, I don't that doesn't happen on, on on an iPhone, does it, Jace? No, no. That's a that's an exclusive Android issue. Okay, whatever. It's a joint calendar. It's fine. With... It's fine. I'm here. You're gonna have. You're here, and that's what matters. What matters is that we're here. And I have an announcement. I got a lot of stuff to get off the list. Okay. Right off the top. This better be good. To potentially the disappointment of many. This has been ongoing for a few months now, but the aioli just isn't hitting like it used to. Oh, aioli. what the <laughs> hell? It's, it's not that I'm over it, but for whatever reason, I haven't changed my technique at all that I'm aware of. But for whatever reason, it's just not thickening like it used to. And so I think maybe I'm just going to become vinaigrette guy instead. And I'm going to do the same process, Whoa. but make vinaigrettes instead of aiolis. Because the vinaigrette, you know, you just shake it up before you use it, you know. You got the immersion blender? I No, I actually always use a food processor for making aiolis. always have. Maybe now, to replace the, the food processor. What kind of eggs are it's we fine. using? Kroger store brand. Is this a Vital Farms thing? I'm well, not going to say that. Maybe you got too much moisture in your eggs. People are cutting back and cutting corners. These I'm big saying. corporations mm -hmm. trying to squeeze every penny on that bottom line. And so maybe they're doing something to chickens that are making out water. They're bringing out watery eggs to you. And now the viscous, the viscosity of your aioli, you know, it's suffering. It could be a chicken feed quality mm -hmm, mm -hmm. propagation issue. No, you're right. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're at these days. I think we're going to kind of maybe move on from the aioli and we're going to focus on, on vinaigrettes. Um, moment deal. of silence. Yeah. Moment of silence. Big deal. Pour one out for the aioli. Um, just for you two guys, we're all the same age, basically. What year well, I mean, we do have mics. What year? Okay. Were you guys like, did you peak at playing Mario? Like what year would you say you peaked? Like, are we talking 90, 92? We're talking 89. about are we talking are we talking Nintendo Mario or Super Nintendo? What's the are you any saying genre any more of any genre of Mario oh. jumping around and breaking bricks and grabbing coins and doing shrooms? Does Mario Party count? 
No, it's got to be like where you're running and jumping okay. and dodging guys, like going to get beat Bowser or whatever. I right? would say mm. probably around 91. Fair. What about you, Brad? When did uh, Super Mario 3 come out? 90? Where you could, where you could be the... Uh, um, the raccoon? Yeah, I forget the proper name with the tail and everything. Looks like this came out. Super Mario platform game released in Japan. It released here in 1990. So I'm going to say 90, See, okay. probably. I think most people our age would say that because that was when we were in our very prime and it was a very popular game in that series of games. It's been ongoing forever and ever, ever since then, right? <clears throat> And I would have agreed with you up until about two months ago. Oh, boy. I am currently peaking as a Mario player. I have, back before Christmas, my kids have a Switch. They have the, uh, whatever the Super Mario Brother, the most recent game is. And you can play four people at, up to four people at a time. So we got into this thing during Thanksgiving well, you can't break. Just say well, what recent, the most recent game, though. There's like 97 across the franchise now. No, like, the most recent Super Mario Brothers for uh, the Switch. Okay. And uh, we would play all four of us at once because it was just hilarious because I was by far the best and you know everybody else is at various levels of skill. And we just kind of started playing it casually. And then over Christmas break, we started playing it more. And then we got closer and closer. And we were like getting, and we actually ended up, I don't know, two to three months ago, we beat the whole game. All four of us playing at once. And then the kids have wanted to keep playing. Now they're like, let's go back. Let's get all the star coins. Let's uh, find the secret levels and, and whatever, whatever. I am now, thanks to my kids, I am better at Mario right now than ever in my life. And this is what what is a 30, whatever, since 1986 or seven or whatever, 30 plus year career of Mario. I'm peaking. I'm peaking right now. That's got to feel good. It is, man. They have these speed run challenges on there. Mm -hmm. And I had a few where I tried to get the gold medal and I was really close, like milliseconds. And I hadn't looked at it in like a year. And I came in here the other day because we've been playing it a lot. And I thought, I'm going to try to see what I can do. And I beat like three of them on the first try because my skills have been honed. Carrying Dude, the family I, to a Mario victory. And now I I'm am better than I have ever been at Mario. I'm happy to hear that you're becoming video game dad like me. Because I've been video game dad for a while. This is very low level video game dad at the moment anything on the switch maybe but 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 really to me it's more about it's it's more about the time you spend on the game why do you enjoy the game rylan why do you enjoy playing because he lives a dull existence and he needs a win and it's it's a berating i I don't need a dull existence desperation I'll give you I need a win. And sometimes you come home and you just need a win. <laughs> I'm with you on that. It's certainly never dull. But, yeah, there is a little bit of a need a win. There's something about the comfort of all that muscle memory and eye hand uh, and running. And I've always liked trying to play fast. So, like, the timing of it, it's like 
you know, I don't have ADHD, but if I did, I think that would be like my thing that calmed my brain. Like I really, I just like it. It's just fun. But actually what I really like more now is when we all play together because with, through all this process, the kids are like actually good now. So, you know, we'll get to a spot and they'll start to strategize. Well, we need to look over there or we need to go up here and we're kind of like, we're half team working and half screwing each other's scene up. And it's, it's good, clean family fun. I'm just saying, I'm ne- I didn't, I didn't think I would peak at Mario at 43, but um, that's where we're at today. So sports, I need to, I need to uh, get, I, I'm solo video game player at the moment. I don't play with my kids and I've told y'all why. And it's the same reason I don't board game with my kids. Cause I get so frustrated with how <laughs> shitty they are at the games. <laughs> It drives me crazy. Uh, I yeah, because I feel like I certainly agree with that. It drives me crazy, but I also feel like and we talked about this last time. I am, am am enabling the shittiness by being the crutch that that figures it out. One, Sage oh, like yeah, he's Mario. watching you play. Yeah, yeah, we'll Sage about likes that. Mario Kart, so we'll play Mario Kart together. But that that's probably a little old now. Uh. Shep, we've played a number of the Mario like sporting events. Like we had the, uh, what was the, uh, I forget what they call it, but it's like the Olympics where it's got Mario characters, fran- Mario franchise and the Sonic franchise. I think it was Mario versus Sonic. Was that yeah. on the, was that on the Wii though? We had it on the, on the switch. It's on the uh, switch. Okay. That might, so we played that, that a lot. Right, Currently the kids, uh, Molly has started this uh, lovely tradition where she saves gift cards from Christmas and then kind of like birthday money or I don't even know, birthday money, Christmas money, Easter money, whatever you get money for, tooth fairy money and gift cards from Christmas. And she saves them. And then the weekend after school is out, we go to Target and they kind of get to load up with their cash haul and their gift card haul that they had and so this time shep bought i forget what it's even called but it's essentially like um assault and battery soccer for the mario franchise (laughs) like i don't know you just get to beat the shit out of people and and or beat the shit out of different characters within the nintendo universe within the Mario universe and, uh, under the guys that you're playing soccer. And uh, that's pretty cool. And we just started playing that like two or three days ago. And he's very into watching and yelling at me as what I, at, uh, and telling me what I should have done. So that's mm-hmm. always my favorite part. Molly has told me she talked to somebody about work about this. Is, and I don't know if I've addressed this when it comes time to playing the video games with the kids, but. Some of these things, like they're there's still games and they're hard to figure out. So you got to do it multiple times. And, you know, you get your regular level of frustrated, like even that you would when you were a kid, when you like die or you can't figure something out or you're trying to figure out like what the detail or the secret is to get past the level. Or in this particular instance, you're literally trying to figure out how to play the soccer game. And Molly was telling me she was talking to one of the uh, guys she works with who's a dad. And he says he hates having his kids watch him play the video game because it like it ups the the frustration level like yeah. up a degree it takes totally it up get that and totally get that i very much very very much notice this when it's one of the games that i'm either learning or trying to figure out where it's like 
dude, just dude. Do wait till it's they become teenagers and they start owning you and like talking shit the whole time yeah. you're playing, which my oldest does. Like, we'll walk in. I haven't seen him all day because he's off doing video games or whatever he's doing. We'll walk in, watch me playing something, and then start talking shit immediately. Mm. And I and I will get legit mad. In fact, You're- I probably have even said, like, I'll dude, I'm gonna ground you if you don't stop. About video games. You don't just go right to physical dominance? No, because that requires a good bit of energy exertion well and you got to realize that he's getting bigger and jace has mm. a bad back and there's you got to think about leverage <laughs> you don't raise your voice and say you don't talk to the coitus champion of the house this way <laughs> <laughs> no he doesn't say that put a hey. finger right in his face i'll bed your mother you hear mm. me God. he's six foot by the way did i tell oh, you guys fuck. that Jesus. Wow, it's a milestone. I'm not six like foot. 12. When am I, I going to be six foot? He's only like 12, Jason. What the fuck? He's 15, or he's okay. almost 15. He's almost 15, but he's, he hit six foot. I think 6'3 is is for sure going to happen, right? He, he just he goes into high school. Are you 6'3? I am. Okay, I was going to say, you seem like you were at above. It's like 6'2 is like considered tall, but like 6'3 is considered. Tall with a capital T, I think. I think there's a difference. There's a dividing line there. I, I draw that line at six four. Sorry, Jace. Nothing personal. Mm, no, I, I gotta I, be like that, dude. I have no. I've never been one of those people that's like real proud of being te- like. I, I'm like, yeah, dude. I had no control over this. I didn't do any. Like, I don't care. In <laughs> yeah, fact, tell us up now. Tell us what's tall to you. Most of my life, I've actually not enjoyed being tall. Like, because in high school. At some point in middle school, I stopped being able to comfortably ride in go-karts. And go-karting as a kid was a big deal. Like, that was a big activity. And losing the ability to go-kart, that hit me hard. Mm. Mm. Hey, do you guys, um, are y'all familiar with, I'm sure you are, but are you familiar with the concept of how you can go to, like, a CVS or a Walgreens and you can pick up... uh, like a literal drug test for your kids. I don't know if it covers all oh, the yeah, drugs. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you know you can actually get a drug test for your kids and even a yeah. nicotine test for your kids or, or whatever. Yeah. I I only bring that up to say that I would like to have a product similarly available with rapid results, but what it can do is it can tell me what is on my kids' hands. Because <laughs> The doorknob, the refrigerator door handle, every aspect of the refrigerator, any device they use is just covered in filth. And I'm I'm really just kind of curious because I can't teach them other than just saying, can't you just wipe your hands? Can't you just wash your hands? Can't you just clean your hands? It's a very broad, generic in one ear and out the other. If I knew what in the F was on their hands all the time, I'd be able to say, hey, when you were doing that thing, you know, go wash your hands. These people, their hands are covered in filth, man. This comes back to the, uh, uh, the, uh, aioli guy will know the term I'm looking for. I can't think about it. Uh, the French word for when you're in your kitchen, everything's in its place and you clean it. 
Say it one more time. Mise en place. Yeah. Okay. Kids have no. Jesus Christ. Kids God. Have no... Kids have Start no. Start the show over. <laughs> Dude, no professionalism Just... whatsoever. Yeah. No one's going to listen Kids have no concept. That. They have absolutely no concept of everything in its place when they're in the kitchen. Like, I I love my sweet, sweet nine-year-old because she'll get up and, like, make her own lunch. We've talked about I, this before. We, yeah, which is but extremely mature for that age. Like, it is. off the charts. But it's get the cheese out, leave half a slice of cheese on top yeah. of the bag, move yeah. it over to the size of, side of the counter, get the grapes out, leave five grapes on the counter, <laughs> touch the cheese and the grapes right at the same time now you've got grape cheese mixture on your hands you've let they're still both out by by the way we're done with them they're still both out on the counter now we're gonna go back into the drawer get the turkey out we pulled way too much turkey out but we put grape and cheese hands back on the turkey that we're putting back into the container so now we've got grape cheese and turkey these three things. Now we're going to reach those hands that've got grape and cheese and turkey into the Tostitos bag. Grab out a handful of Tostitos as we crush them to fit them into the sandwich bag. Now you've got cheese residue in the Tostitos bag, which with, is with not what you want. Chicken salad grapes and, and <laughs> Listeria turkey protein. And so, like that, but I, that's just four things that I've named right there. We haven't even started on breakfast, but at no point did anybody think, "Let me hold the towel over my shoulder and do the clean hand thing." Let me run my hand under the water real quick, clean hand thing. No. So by the time like two days, three days of this go by, there's like a freaking your 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 uh, refrigerator handle was like all lubed up, and it's like crusted yeah. over at this point. Yeah. Because it's got three days of cheese, grape, turkey, Tostito dust, and are just all slathered about. That's I made one yesterday or day before. I made one of them go grab a Clorox wipe and wipe off the refrigerator handle. Because, because you I'm... can't just use like regular water. You're right. No. It's got to have like some component <laughs> yeah. to it. It's yeah. got to have got an acid. Got to have some go over there and there. stroke you, off the you, damn refrigerator yes, door. You, do. you absolutely do this. And I want you at my house. They mix in because the little place where everybody charges their devices is right next to the kitchen. So we're touching the iPad. So every week to 10 days, it, the iPad has like layers of crust, like the geology textbook laid on top of it over time. I don't want anybody to hear me, but I know we've talked about this before. I'm tired of seeing the teeth marks on all the shit, guys. Have y'all seen, do y'all see teeth marks all over every damn thing? <laughs> it's connected to the iPad. Got teeth uh, marks on the charging cord. Got teeth marks on the damn iPad protectant case. Got no. teeth marks every damn Who's where. Who's chewing on it? Who's chewing on it? I bet, apparently dog? one of them. Well, apparently one of them give it to the damn dog. I don't know. Dude, my dog ate a whole ass remote control. Oh, I bet he did. Um, that sounds about on Tell par. That story real quick. <laughs> I've got one that'll chew on pens and pencils, but I haven't seen it on any like uh, electronics or you know iPhone cases or anything like that that I remember. Did Did Sonny have to walk around for two days with the Toshiba hanging out his ass until you could get the surgery <laughs> scheduled? And now he's no, dude. It, he's got a stomach of steel now. There's nothing that can phase him. Once you nope. make it through corn cob, you're good for the rest. It's he's like good to uh, go. 
It's like when a, a a pitcher has Tommy John, and it's like it comes back all bionic and make it throw one oh six. Now he's, see, he's got he's got Tommy see, John tummy. Do you see how happy he was when he was able to bring up Tommy John? I know. Just now? I know. Hey, I did. I I want to. I want to more than Jacob Degrom, who was a New York Met and didn't resign with the New York Mets because they didn't give him as much money as the Texas Rangers. And then why do his you keep first season after two Met, starts, like it's some kind of like it's, they're the Mets. They're not. It's exactly. not the Yankees. It's not the Dodgers. It's the Mets. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so but I wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking of Rookie of the Year. The movie. Yeah. He yeah. his arm and, and it came back. The night nurses of Sheboygan or whatever it was. Yeah. It was a great so Sonny has the rookie of the year tummy now that he's been one with a corn cop. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to make sure we got to this. I teased Please. it about a month ago. I really actually did for a brief I'm impressed time, that you just remembered. Go to school with my half aunt. What? Technically, oh, yeah, I went did, to school with my half aunt. First of all, how do you get a half aunt? You, well, you have a your mom or dad have a half brother, and then he marries somebody, right? Okay. Uh huh. So my mom's half brother, and we don't say uh, half brother; he's just my uncle, whatever. But technically, I went to school with my half aunt. He was. On account of being the half-brother, that means he is significantly younger than the other siblings for reasons that make you half, right? And then his second wife happened to be younger than him, more so than his first wife, which meant that it just so happened that when I was in sixth grade, she was in 12th grade, and he was getting ready to propose to her around the time he was dating her when she happened to be in 12th grade. And because I grew up in Hamilton... We all went, we were all in the same. It was a big building, it was a large building on many, many Content. tens of acres. It was a schoolhouse, it was a schoolhouse, all under the same roof. It was a schoolhouse, it was all under the same. And I remember there was a there was like a tunnel that ran, you went out the cafeteria, and there was a tunnel that ran between that and sort of where the gym was. And inside that tunnel, they had like the ag shop, the band hall, stuff like that. And I remember walking down that tunnel one time and I saw her. And I'm in sixth grade, maybe seventh grade. I don't remember, but she was a senior. And she's like, hey, Rylan. And I was like, oh, hey. And then I was like, yeah, like she's literally about to marry my uncle. She's here right now, as am I. Uh, so, yeah, technically I did go to school with my half aunt. Yeah, now that I think about it in my head, I have half aunt and uncle. As we well. just don't say half. Like people say step. No. no. But people don't say half. It's just like it's your brother, it's your sister, it's whatever. Yeah, I, I have half brothers and or half sisters and a brother, but I don't refer to them as such. So mm-hmm. you you technically could have, if y'all were closer in age, you could have. Uh... Technically, yeah. Just want to stop the show real quick. He's like, if he wants to make the joke, ha ha. You're not supposed to just go right along with him. I don't care. He's right. Not. No, well, I'll say this: right. we can't all three just be like hey, he could have. But I couldn't here. have because I was in like like I said like sixth grade. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that that this. All oh I'm no, saying, that's 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 where the. That's the, all I'm saying. That's, is, yeah, that's right. That's My the, uncle that's there. You know that would have been yeah. that would have had her graduating in let's say ninety two, 
my uncle graduated in like 85. So that's really only a seven year age difference. That's not unheard of, except not for at, at, all. At, no. at that age, maybe. But listen, look, that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying I that's technically attended the... school with my half aunt for a brief yeah. period of time, which technically was before she was my half aunt because everybody gets married in June. So, um, yeah, it's I have, not the I point, a, Brad. I have a grocery store update. Oh, well, I can't wait for You're this. Just dominating the ball. I have a grocery store update. The, um, okay. We just really decided that we wanted to we wanted to grill hot dogs and have some chili dogs for the fam. Just really craving that chili dog. Experience. You're gonna go canned chili, or are you gonna make the chili? Well, yeah, because I was. It's a Friday night. I'm being lazy. I don't want to put in a bunch of effort. So I make, went out just to make the the chili dogs. Get the canned chili now. If right, you yeah. have too much chili, and then you want to do dogs afterwards. That's an, a good excuse. Yes, yeah, the gotcha. reverse engineering the chili into either a chili dog meal or a Frito pie meal or another like thing like oh, that is chili Frito fries. Pie meal, dude. Chili fries. Oh, pie, chili tots. Chili, Chili mac and cheese, which is another go-to for us. All good things. We, yeah. All good so, things. But this was just sort of an offhand, you know, we, you know, we want to just grill out and hang out outside and let the kids do s'mores and just whatever. And so I realized that I've never gone uh, in search of Wolf Brand Chili. And I already, as you guys well know, as do our listeners, I already have all the trouble in the world finding any fucking thing in the grocery store anymore. Apparently. I realized I didn't have any idea where to look for the Wolf Brand Chili. And I went you know, all up beans? and down by the beans. That's well, okay. That was my first place. I went to the sort of the general canned goods location where you have canned veggies, a slew of canned tomato products, beans, tons of beans, uh, and canned soups. So I thought, no. what what better place for the Wolf Brand chili than to look between the canned beans and the canned soups because it's kind of transitioning between the two i did find a can of chili in the canned soup section but it was an amy's organic and it was don't like do it, buddy. I don't do it, buddy. i am Gross. i'm looking for a dollar 50 wolf brand i'm not that five putting bucks. that yeah putting that on your hot dog just is the no. people who tell you like oh turkey bacon it's it's pretty close it's not that yeah, bad it's, we're not playing that game so i knew yeah. at that point i wasn't in the right spot and so i kept looking and I thought this just doesn't make. There's this is the only real like canned goods aisle. Where else I'm would you not go? Sure. No, I know. Right I'm, this may is. be a Velveeta situation. Like I may have to spend some time figuring this out. And then the next aisle over, I realized, and it was there clear as day, and I never noticed it before. But there's a section in the grocery store. It has a sign above the shelves, and it reads canned meat. Mm-hmm. And it's by the Vienna sausages, Vienna sausages, the spaghettios, and the spaghettios, spaghettios, right? and oh, all yeah. this. Oh yeah. yeah, buddy! And I realized there's a canned meat section, and then naturally mm -hmm. all the Wolf brand and the other options of canned chili, uh, store That's brand, where whatever. The, we're all there. I think that they also put the uh, the canned, which I always think is so unstable. That's where they put the canned tamale. Oh, as well. oh do they, dude? That I'm telling you, have you ever had the canned tamale? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave open a lane here rather than place judgment. At first, uh, at my my first impression is that it seems unstable. I'm ready to hear otherwise. I'm not gonna say it's not unstable. I would not, <laughs> I would not pop open a can 
of canned tamales, put them on a plate for my guests. I would not do that. But let me tell you what you should do and what you can do. Let's just say it's Super Bowl weekend, okay? Okay. You're Into having some it. friends come over. You're you're making a lot of food. You got a lot of different plates going on because you ha- you're it's a big group of friends that are coming. And you're probably not spending a whole bunch of time on any one thing, but you want to, you want to do a good job. You want to make some nice food. You want people to, to walk out of your house and go, that was a great party. And food was delicious. Obviously that'd be great. One of the things that you make, one would make at a Super Bowl party, a nice, nice queso, right? Okay. Ooh, you want to chop them? Oh, I see where you're going with this. Chop those sons of bitches up. Okay. Really? Yes, right. dude. Really? Because they're because they're canned, they're going to be overly salted, right? Absolutely. And they're going to be kind of uh, they're going to have a lot of moisture in them, for lack of a better word, right? Because they've been in that can. That's pretty brilliant. Did you, that I'm sounds like something you invented, like when you smoked weed? That's how good I, that sounds. I had some you know, someone I, tell me about it, and I tried it. More than weed smoke to me, it sounds like uh uh it's like a it's a it's like the the evolution of the seventies cookbook mom, the the like Facebook stove yeah. or the Facebook crockpot mom, where they're mm-hmm. like, you, you know what? You could just literally throw anything Mash into a crock pot and it's gonna work. So I could see how somebody was in a similar aisle where the canned tamales were, and they just so happened to be there on the day where the Velveeta was at the end of the aisle, and that that just became queso there. And it's not anything about weed; it's everything about like not actually knowing about flavors and not actually having money when it comes time to shop. That's a good but, point because like the the weed snack is often a lot about making do with things that are available. But you don't just randomly stumble upon yeah. canned tamales in your pantry. They got to be on you the list. You're not like got, that's a list <laughs> item, guys. You're not just gonna be like keeping some on hand. We like you. You're there with fifteen bucks, and you still want to have like you what know, is something some... that might resemble meat in a can? Yeah, that isn't Wolf Brand chili. But I'm not mad Tell at me. you for it. I, I think it's a worthy try. Honestly, I, might... I bet it tastes good. I'm, it, I'm, it tastes I'm, good. I support it, this. It's like when you go to grab your bluebell and you're deciding between the plain vanilla or the birthday cake chunk vanilla. And you're like, dude, why would I not throw some chunks of birthday cake into my ice cream and eat it like that? It's the same idea. They go hand in hand, really. And, and like, how many times have you topped a, a tamale with a little queso in your life? Buddy, I've bought grocery store tamales a number of times. I like I've brought you tamales before. Obviously, you I'll have. go. I'll hit the tamale lady up if and when I find one. I'll go to the restaurant and buy a dozen of tamales if and when I, I pass or hear about a good one, right? But I'm not above buying the ones that are in the uh, what do you call the bags where they yeah. suck all the air out of it? The vacuum sealed ones. The vacuum yeah, sealed. There you go. I'll, I'll get I'll those, get those at the Tom Thumb, at the Whole Foods, wherever. And then you're right, Jason. You warm them up, right? Then you take them out of their shells. 
Then you throw a whole gump of cheese on them and you put them back in there and let that get all ooey and gooey and feeling like your favorite piece of warm home. And it's like right there. And then you get whatever your salsa accoutrement is and you throw that all over the top or your hot sauce or if you're into sour cream or if you want to throw a little black olive because you grabbed a can of black olives when you were in that aisle looking for your chili, but you couldn't find the chili. But you were like, you know, it's always good to have sliced black olives in a can on hand. And so you throw a jalapeno and then you slice up or you get the little pickle jalapeno, a little Little pickle jalapeno with the with. A little with the dick killing yellow number five in the jar. You oh just, yeah, you throw yeah, look, at, look at my tagline. Look at my tagline on here. What's it say? And then you, it says Mount Olive Boy, which they make pickle, they make jalapeno. What do you I'm do saying. with the Mount little, Olive? Le- everything little is juice. in my fridge. Little you, little, you little jalapeno juice. juice little, hope the seeds ju- come out on there and just mmm. Mm. You like that? Let me put it. And all then over what do you have? Back. You assist. What's that? What did he say? See, we were really rolling, Rylan. We were rolling, and things were going well. We're having a food conversation. I don't know, but this reminds me, before we move off of food, we all agree that corn tortillas are the superior tortilla for tacos in, in almost all cases, right? I mean, I feel like maybe that's just me, but I've been very, very strong and adamant for many, many, many years about the corn tortilla for the taco. But I, I, I did some cooking over the weekend and did some stuff, and I came to the ruling that I think my exception to that rule uh, is and, – and breakfast tacos are a different category, so I forget them. Uh, but true taco, I think a brisket taco calls for a flour tortilla because I want that's that it. flour That's exactly what I was about to fat. say. So here's where I'm at with it. One, it's a – I can't be going to sex talk this much so close. Right what else? You don't know what else to talk about. But you know, when you do the one thing, you're like, oh my God, I love that so much. It's so good. And then when you do the other thing and somebody's like, well, pick your favorite. And you're like, I don't, I don't know. The, the one where I get the good. Like that, like that's my favorite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, so to me, it's situational. Like, what am I in the mood for? Because you're right. I think when it gets like really rich, fatty kind of meat, like rich, I think uh, a flour tortilla like soaps that up like just perfect. And I don't need a whole lot on it at that point with the brisket. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit of hot sauce, maybe a little bit of onion, but I don't need that much. Maybe a little jalapeno. Pickled onion, cilantro, and something spicy. And that's all Whereas with your corn tortilla, if you get the little ones and you double them up and then you put something in there like a pastor or it just literally anything that's got a little bite or a little kick to it, maybe even a little crunch to it. I think that goes perfectly in like a two bite corn tortilla oh, taco. God. That's, yes. that's the best. Yeah. But if it's going to be all rich and fatty, put it in the flour yeah. tortilla. I want that flour tortilla soaking up the, the, the juice and the fat off of that brisket. That just to me is a match made in heaven. That's why I always say too, I've been trying to preach this here past few years of the show. Get yourself whatever your little favorite fatty smoked sausage is and do not throw it on a hot dog bun or a hoagie roll. Mm-hmm. Throw that damn thing in a flour tortilla. 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Do that. I mean, the, 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 a good roll has its place. Let's not. Let's I'm not, not, I'm not saying. I, I I'm know. I'm not saying. 
I'm just saying, let's switch the default. For me, I'm I'm good yeah. for my default to be tortilla. And then if I roll over to your house and you got hoagie rolls and so- sandwiches with uh, sautéed onions, um, caramelized onions, I'm good. I'm not here little, to complain. I'm good. Little pretzel bun. Little pretzel, pretzel bun. bun. Oh, yeah. A little pretzel bun. I'm not mad at you. A little <laughs> pan au lait. I'm not mad at you. Oh, a little pan au lait. Hey, I have an idea for the show that I was thinking about driving home today. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Well, we've talked a lot about, you know, the three of us and and trying new foods and different restaurants and things, right? Okay. Uh, we've talked about all the food options we have around this area. We've talked about, you know, some sort of, I don't know, some segment where we're rating food maybe or something. On the way home, I'm like, you know what we should do? We should... We should fill out a bracket. We should have a bracket of the best Dallas foods, restaurants, across all categories, all cultural backgrounds, and we should we should do a, a tournament, a food tournament for the show. It could take months, which is fine. But in the end, we walk away with the greatest food with a, all of the, with a champion. The food, the food court is champion. The food court uh, is champion. It's, I guess that would be. It does go in your mouth. It doesn't go in and out. It does go in your mouth, and then you're like, well, you know, you give. <clears throat> I like that idea. I I'm with you, the idea. I hereby delegate the responsibility for bringing the bracket. To us for review to you, Jason. <laughs> I don't even know how to pick 64 places. One, I don't even know if I know that I would say these 64 places. I guess we could look at all the lists and say that looks interesting to me. But as we've honestly, also I bet about- each of us could come up with, I bet each of us could come up with a top 10 and then okay. we dedupe it and we're probably pretty close to 32. Just make it 32. Yeah, do 32. We don't have to have a, we don't have to have a, a, That's fair. a 64. Because the other thing, like a lot of the places that I like love over here, I'm not willing Burger to say. King. Yeah. yeah I'm not willing to say. Burger King. Obviously. I'm not the, willing the to Burger say. Burger King on Web Chapel. He's, the Wendy's on Web Chapel Extension. Dude, don't sleep on Wendy's. I do don't. like Wendy's, actually. Had that conversation with my kids just yesterday. And who did I think of when I was saying it? Jason. That's right. Don't can sleep on now? that square patty. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Can I go now? Yeah, you can have a turn. Like, I'm not willing to say that the gas station tacos by our house, like, belong on some sort of D Magazine list. But I am willing to say they're in my favorites of rotation. I'm not willing to say that the the breakfast burritos at uh, Shiloh and Kingsley. Jace, you're probably familiar with yeah. the, the neighborhood. There's yep. a gas station right there on your right before you get to the car dealerships. You go in there and you ask for a, a, a ham and egg breakfast burrito or a chorizo breakfast burrito. I'm telling you, it ain't, it ain't much better. It's, a, it's a, a great way to start my day. But I'm not here to tell you that it's like a, you know, bracket worthy. But I would say if you go over there and you give them your $4 for your breakfast burrito, you're going to have an enjoyable experience. Well, then so put it in, that, put it in the damn clock? bracket, Brad. Put it in the damn bracket. Yeah, you, what you do is you allocate maybe five of your picks for places that you feel 
are are deserving but maybe underappreciated. Yeah, and then and then your other five maybe you're like, hey, these are universally thought of as some of the best food in all of the Dallas area. We or Dallas Fort, and then maybe Ryland's got some stuff over there by him, and then in the end, imagine having to imagine going like the fucking best Vietnamese place in the world versus like you know Lockhart's or something. I don't know Cadillac, whatever it is, and having to make a choice between those two. Can you imagine the controversy that that would stir up? We should go do a podcast at Bistro B. You ever been to Bistro B? I have. That's over there on Walnut, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I love that Fuck place yeah. so much, dude. Dude, there's like six place. places over there that you walk in, I walk <laughs> in, and a record scratches. And I don't every- feel like that. I, at Bistro B, I don't feel. I feel like Bistro B has that level of penetration where they've seen everybody. But. If you do go there, sometimes you will be the only person that looks like you. Yes. Well, there's other places around there that I like as much, if not better, that... The names get hard to pronounce, and... Oh, yeah. And, yes, you will definitely uh, look like a one-of-one in this situation. Um, But, yeah, those damn egg rolls. We haven't had those egg rolls in forever. Um, Again, I don't know if that makes a list, but I love that place. It should be on the list. I, it should make my list. I don't know if it makes like uh, everybody's list, but I love that place. It's awesome. It, it may take us a year to get through them all, but I think we should. I think we should do it. I think we should put it on the list. Can I hit a couple of uh, uh, points? Can I throw in a couple of things to end the show? I can't even can't even podcast anymore, guys. It's been what ten days. I don't know how to do talkings forgot, anymore. Forgot, forgot how to do the saying of words. <laughs> Uh, I got a couple things. We went on the vacation, and it was a, a liberating vacation. We went to the, uh, it's a place called, I forget, the Marriott, J.W. Marriott in far north San Antonio, technically mm-hmm. part of the hill country there, yeah, although it's much more developed than the first time we went. It's still, you're still kind of surrounded by not much hill country, if you will. You're, you, they got a golf course there, and... Uh, but it's, you know, all inclusive or not all inclusive, a hotel resort with a bunch of slides and lazy river and a few pools, hot tubs, but it was liberating this time because we were able to just kind of let the kids be on their own. They're good swimmers and they're old enough to where they can be responsible to come back and check in every, uh, uh, so often. And it's a kind of an all enclosed, like one way in one way out type situation. So it's not like they're going to be running around the whole property, the the pool area was safe, so we let them go and be on their own for a lot of the time. And in that liberation, though, I got to just sit there and observe the, the different kind of, uh, one, parenting styles, but also more than parenting styles, I think you just get into the different phases of parenting. You know, everybody thinks that here's our style, but what most dictates the style is probably going to be, are you dealing with a two-year-old that can barely walk sometimes? Or are you dealing with a four-year-old that you're afraid is going to assault somebody if you're not like paying attention? More often than not, the style is adapting to the current reality. Yeah. It's plus not like you minus a- your energy level at that moment. <laughs> exactly. So it's not like, I, I, it's not like everybody has a style. Everybody's just at two or three or four. 
or eight or 14, you know? Uh, that said, did notice a number of people, like when you just get to chill and observe because you feel like your kids are basically safe, even if you're with them, you're not really paying attention to their movement or seeing if the six-year-old, like last year when we went and we were going around the lazy river and it got a little crowded, there were multiple times where I was worried that Shep was going to get like his head dunked underwater just because of how crowded a lazy river situation can get. And he's too small to really take up the full space of a float. And y'all seen him. He's like as skinny get, as this microphone. You don't want to get like caught up under a floaty and you yeah, can't get so back up. Yeah. I'm trying to keep my eye on him last year. Or under a tube, this, whatever. This year, I'm just kind of, he can do his own thing. It wasn't as crowded. He's like a great swimmer now. Just a hell of a swimmer. Uh, and so I, I wasn't paying attention. And, or I wasn't paying attention to him, but it did allow me to look out at the other parents. And there were a number of times... And I don't know if it's just I don't I, I know I don't want to say this, but I do want to say this. I I think we got a, a girl dad problem on our on our hands, guys. Mm. Like I, I think we got a lot of dads that don't just wanna just let go of their their girls. Like they don't just wanna like let them figure it out. Don't just wanna mm. like, like let them be like i think if you were to talk to these dads that i'm talking about they would tell you well that's my rough and tumble son and he's gonna go out there and get it whereas if they're gonna let their daughter go run down the lazy river who's 10 11 12 13 years old it's like we're shouting instructions at her before we let her out of our sight we gotta hey 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 here's what you're gonna do you're gonna stay with your sister i want everybody in a group and i get it i get it I get the idea that you do think that the world is is kind of uh, ready to pounce on your Tinsley. Tinsley, you come over here right now. I need. I want. I want to know where you are. You stay with Michaela. I swear to God, based on the based on the accents here, I think there's maybe a lot of misplaced concern about human trafficking. But we haven't said one. We haven't We haven't said one word to Ethan. Ethan's the 11. No, yeah. We haven't said one damn at all word, but. Well, you know, boys don't get trafficked. We know that. Well, I, if you go to the it, right now in Highland Park, guys, right off the tollway, it says, let's stop the boys from being trafficked. I, well, no, I they're, don't know. they're just getting molested by drag queens. They're not getting trafficked. And priests. And people in positions of power trusted institutions of society people that talk about coaches and people that talk about god judges and sheriffs and god people yeah god people for sure we're not supposed to say this but it's it's a lot of times the the people in the in the buildings that we're the guys worrying about worrying about boy stuff not supposed to say that we're very um, well, as you know, as a certified girl dad here among the three, I'm the one that doesn't didn't have the any fast sperm. Mine were lazy, which is I'm totally okay with that. Why get in a big hurry to get somebody pregnant? I mean, I agree with their approach. Um, Doctor just told me you got to concentrate on the position. <laughs> we've done I've tried all well, different directions too. What what was it that got you? <laughs> You have to be behind her while she's facing north. 
North. Okay. Well, let me think about it in our old house versus this house. I don't know. I'd have to draw it on a map. I would just say that put on the elbow. We, we tr- I, their in their independence and confidence is like top top priority. And in fact, you know, I'm sure y'all's elementary schools are similar to ours. We're done. Layla is done with it as of this year. You know, just finished fifth grade, but every grading period or semester or whatever, they hand out these vague awards and you get the little yard sign that says, you know, their mascot is the Bobcat. So it's like Bobcat leader or Bobcat best or Bobcat learner or whatever, something generic like that. But Courtney made it, made the point the other day when we were wrapping up all this year's school shit that both of them at some point this year, which is why they got the little sign out there. They got the little, you know, made up award, both of them and they're very different kids but both for confidence right mm-hmm. and so that's like you're i think when you're bringing up a girl given all of the forces outside of your control i think having a very very firm sense of self that translates or confidence that translates to sense of self and vice versa is like job one priority one so you know i think that's more important than worrying about the the human trafficker with the rainbow fentanyl so that's just kind of my my I, on the whole deal. To be clear, though, I do get the fear because we're all good at worrying and like letting our brains go to worst case scenario. But I think it's important. And I've had this conversation with the Molly before. I think it's important when you're worrying about your kids well-being and you're worrying about like, you know, is it a real worry or is this just reflective of how scared you would be for something to be for something to happen to them? Or is this just it's reflective of, yeah. uh, of how much you love them or how much you need them to be OK? But it has nothing to do that's actually reflective of the situation that you're in. Right. At some point, we all have to trust the situations that we're in are safe or not safe. And yes, very much so. People in believed safe situations all the time get taken advantage of or all the time think that they're doing the right thing and their child is actually not in a safe situation. You're talking to somebody who's taken all of the coaches training and taken all of the appropriate ways to spot abuse. And yes, they even, once you get a couple years down the road, make you start taking the, how to spec, how to spot uh, sexual abuse and the sexual trafficking starts to become part of all of the damn curricula that you face and so yes i get it damn it did it again (laughs) uh but it just struck me because part of the reason like we had such a liberating time is that we said hey bro you're six go with your nine-year-old sister listen to what she says y'all come back and check in and we could trust her to be out there and make the right decision and multiple times she came back and she said this guy was saying this or this person was saying this and i told him and i looked at him hand on her hip and i looked at him and i told him that's none of your beeswax why don't you leave us alone and like that's what i would expect from her encountering these situations because that's how she's going to act she is protective she is very much like uh if i don't know you we're not letting you in like ready to scream at a moment's notice you know that she's responsible the confidence thing i think is very um uh uh very well said for her too what you were talking about like she contributes at school she helps the teacher they always talk about like how she does try to lead in that way but for me it was like 
I, I just wasn't thinking like, oh, we need to make sure and watch out for our little girl. We were looking at her to kind of make it to where we could chill, you know? And I, I full-blown caught myself just staring at this dad as he's yelling at his two girls. And the one girl is like having a hard time getting on this float and he wants to make sure his kids are staying together. And so just wanting to be like a, a decent dad. By the way, I get into these situations. Do y'all do this? Are you looking out for other dads? Are you, are you, are you? It's very situational, man. I, I used to more, but nowadays with the world and how it's changed, I don't, I don't like to mess with really anybody. I keep to myself. You never just, know. It's where it, maybe the situation is a little different. A lot of people are really young, right? Or a lot of, a lot of really young kids out there. And when you get into a situation with really young kids, you know, you don't know to necessarily be held responsible for their behaviors and everything. And sometimes, you know, your three-year-old or four-year-old throwing a tantrum or doing something crazy. And you look around and you start feeling like people are looking at you or you start feeling like people are judging you. And it makes the situation worse. So I always try to like, you know, smooth out the corners in those situations. But this particular situation where the guy I'm talking about is like yelling at his daughters like they're going into damn combat on how they need to behave and instructing them like a damn football coach the girl was having a hard time getting on the float so i said and he's like walking under a bridge like he's crouching his head to stay up with the momentum of the lazy river now like crouching under a bridge so he can hold this float so that his daughter can get on my kids are okay so i kind of take a step back i said hey bud do you mind and he said oh thank you sir so i held the float so his daughter could get on. And then what does the dude say? What's he say? Thank you. you. Ever touch her? He says, thank you. Obviously, he was very thankful. Then as I'm passing by and I'm going back to my kids, he says, hey, y'all stay close to him. Oh, no, no. That's weird. That's 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 weird. You can't do that. So shit. here's I'd the thing, right? I do know folks that have gone to vacations like the one you did with much the same mindset that I'm sure you guys did, which is that it was a weekend getaway, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's not the penultimate vacation for your family necessarily in the last five years, nor for clearly for you and Molly. But when you go to places like that, you are going to encounter people that this is the place they've been with the most other people, not from their hometown, maybe in their entire lives. And that's what you're going to get. That might that might be a pretty good assessment. Uh, it, is I amazing, it is amazing that a 30-second interaction allowed him to trust you enough to say, to tell his girls, to give them the green light to trust you. Like, I mean that that's he, that's some dangerous shit by that dad to be honest. He got <laughs> that dude was all over that you. dude was all over the place. Clearly, yeah. he was in a, in a very. I don't disagree place with you, mentally. but you got to understand. He watched us getting into the lazy river with me and my two kids. Like at some point, you you got to pick up on the vibes. I, I was wearing this really cool matching shirt and short set situation. Okay, listen like to him. listen to at, him. At some point, it's just overwhelming. No, it's had, just had too much. Zinc oxide all over his nose. This <laughs> is like an '80s lifeguard. You got the uh, red, uh, the red foam, bucket uh, hat thing. Yeah, you got a bucket hat. Glasses I know we're uh, the... going a little long. I got one more thing. 
uh, I don't want to talk about the first part of it, but we're house hunting a little bit. So just everybody move on. We're good. Uh, we're house hunting a little bit. And I just want to say from looking at houses and we've been in a few, uh, we've been in a few the past few days, but we've been looking at a ton over the past month or so. Do y'all want to know what I see in every house now? What's one thing you think you see in every house now? Sliding barn door. Well, obviously. Yeah. Shiplap. Good, good guess. Uh, not so much shiplap anymore. I oh, know. Um, one thing that maybe take it back 10 years ago, you probably saw a lot less of this. Hmm. But now. Built in ice maker. There's one in everybody's home. Really? No. Really? Not, a, not an ice maker. Oh. One in everybody's home. Let me say, let me say everybody's real hot right now. Everybody's real hot if you look around. Nothing? Give us a hint. Give us a hint. I'm telling you, you're real hot now if you look around where you're at. Is it is it a podcast setup? It's a microphone. There is a microphone <laughs> in oh, every no. damn house. That makes me want to makes me wanna quit. I want to quit I right now. Th- I want to thank everybody for listening to the final episode I appreciate of not only Human Dads, <laughs> but personally my 18-year podcast yeah. casual career. Yeah, I'm sad. signing off. I love you all. Good night. There's a microphone in all the houses. Maybe it's for work and meetings and stuff. I think it that probably has to be it. But why yeah. wouldn't you I, just do? I use the AirPods, AirPods every day for meetings, and it sounds fine. Why would you go to the trouble of having, you know, one of these? So one Maybe of the things I want to allow as a possibility. Clients and stuff. I don't know. I, I want to allow it as a possibility. We might have been in some really nice executive homes, and at which point, you know. They're really trying to make presentations, so they want to make sure the voice pops and everything's clear. So they've got microphones for their zooms instead of the earpods. I don't know. That's I just want to allow for that. I don't not to say what kind of house we're looking for or anything, but no, I, even in the regular house, dude. Uh, like, I, it's more than it, it's it's more than me thinking. Oh well, maybe just somebody else does a podcast. Or maybe somebody else is just on Zoom. Everybody's got a microphone connected to their desk. Or on their desk. They all got mics. That's weird. That's weird. I don't like it. I don't either. It didn't kind of make me start looking for names. Let me find their podcast. By the way, horrible job by them on staging. My mic's coming down when I'm setting my house up to sell. Uh would you believe that I actually wrote a note on here, and I, it's way down the list because it's it's a generic topic, and we were bound to get to it eventually. But staging houses, my neighbor behind us, they they let we really like them. They they left and they're they've moved on now, but they uh, it's still on the market. And right after they moved out, they still come back every couple of weeks to take care of the yard. But when they moved out. They really late one night we were sitting outside and their realtor showed up with some guys and like a u-haul size van to stage the house and i I went in on this whole rant to courtney about staging how here's what i think i think if you can't judge the merits of a house without having someone else's furniture in it you're not smart enough to get the loan (laughs) we need to stop this it's bad it's bad this is why everything costs too much people 
we're we're like this is kind of like everybody goes to college. Everybody's not smart enough to own property. If you can't look at an empty house and go, oh, I can put my couch there and my bed there, then bro, the bank should be like risk. We're not loaning to you. Can we talk about? Can we talk about the whole process of putting in an offer on a home and doing the whole buying a house situation next time? We're Let's, we're way yeah, into it. Yeah, Let's do I'd that. like to yeah. lead with that next time because I've gotten into a point. Been been looking at a lot of George Carlin uh, clips on TikTok. I, I watched oh, a lot of George no. Carlin when I was a kid. Listened to George Carlin uh, albums when I was a kid. Always been a fan. But he uh, had this one. I think he was on with. Uh, Larry King. And he was just like, we're just such a crap species. Like we just, we're, we suck like as a I, species. It's a beating. The The process that you're going to take us through next week or whenever we next talk is a huge beating no matter when you do it, but you're doing it in the middle of prices are still through the roof. Yeah. Inventory is still low. Yeah. But also interest rates are higher than they've been in a yeah. quarter century. It's just yeah. it's just so fucking great. It's just lovely. I can't wait. But I ju- and I'll just tease with this and then we'll let it go. We'll we'll fade into the intro here, but I, he he says this thing where he's talking about like Maslow's hierarchy of uh actualization or whatever is when you become disconnected like you don't and you guys will probably think this rings true for this fella when you don't have like a a home team when you're not looking at a, everything as a us versus them, like when you just kind of disconnect yourself and step back. And really all I think in these situations now where we get into these like conversation we had the other day about making an offer where you start using all these terms. I'm like, all I can think is that we're such big, dumb apes. Mm-hmm. And in my mind now, everything is when you start getting into these very serious conversations with these narratives and these collective ideas that we've all bought in on because you just don't really have much of a choice. Like it's all just big, dumb ape talk where we're all just like, ooh, 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 ooh. earnest it's, money. Ooh, it's all it's ooh. all set up so that banks can win more than they're already guaranteed to win, and so that a bunch of glorified middlemen posing for pictures on fucking yard signs can take a little cash rake at the end of it for pretending to add a little bit of value. And I say that as somebody who has like forty realtors' phone numbers in my phone and and they're all dear friends but i'm sorry it's kind of a bullshit profession at this point that said i really enjoy my realtor um i know several that i think are great great amazing people but come on man it's a glorified middleman i i want to talk about that next time uh anybody got anything they want to end on or are we good at a minute an hour and ten we good everybody outro what'd you say hit the outro brad What'd you say? The outro and run to your TV so that you can watch the Rangers bullpen blow a four-run lead. Let's go. Unfortunately, I don't have that TV set up the way my house is set up with the television that I have on the with the setup. It doesn't have that. The you could just watch the Rangers, and I'm very sad about it. I have been I went able to, to college see. was to be able to watch my sports whenever I wanted. So I heard Oda B met down made a triple the other night, and I ain't seen it. And uh, he did. Steve Bouchel had two RBIs. It was a good day. I want to talk. I want to talk about sitting outside too. Add that to the list. So your your house situation and sitting outside. Remember that. What did we talk about on the show today? The Super Mario Peak, the sticky hands, the canned meat. Everything. What else did we get? All of it. 
AK talk. AK girl, girl dad talk. There you go. The human dad's food bracket. I appreciate everybody listening. What's that? Nothing. Human dad's food coitus champion. (laughs) That's what he said. Okay. We're just going to hit print right after this goes. I'm trying something new. Everybody's going to be a part of it. For Brad, for Ryland, for Jason, Human Dads 144, all up in your ear. Tell your mom to listen. Bring the bread. We'll holler at y'all next week. See you, losers.